This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's a Sunday kind of love, and I'm Maya Tan. Welcome to episode two of our new season. You can expect more storytelling, more from our couch potatoes, with recommendations in books, film, and music, and of course our once monthly big beauty episode for all you beauty enthusiasts. Today I have the pleasure of introducing to you Lawrence Graham, a consultant at BFM, and who also happens to be a DJ who's been spinning for a while now in KL. Welcome to the show. Hi, Maya. So, Lawrence, I thought we'd tap into your radar to see what's getting you excited in terms of music and maybe to catch a listen, you know, to your private vinyl collection. Great. Yeah, (laughs) we can do that. Yeah. Okay, so first up, what do you love about vinyls? What do I love about vinyls? Well, I buy vinyls so that I can DJ with them primarily. And that's always the way I've DJed. I've DJed for the last 15 years using um, vinyls and they sound better. Some people think they do, some people think they don't, but generally I think um, they certainly look better and they're much more fun to play when you're in a club than, say, using uh, CDs or MP3 files. They've just got a much more, more appealing soul. look to them. Yeah, more soul. More yeah, it looks like you're working harder as well. It is a lot more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. what, do, what do DJs use nowadays, you know, in clubs? Are they mostly digital now? They're definitely mostly digital, yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier to be a DJ these days. Because you can't really tell, you know, they're up on the podium, you don't really know what they're they're mixing or what they're fiddling with. They're probably just checking their emails. <laughs> and uh, you've got quite the vinyl collection. I certainly do, yeah, yeah. And what do you collect? Um, I mostly uh, collect um, re-releases of uh, quite old tunes, um, the odd occasional new one as well. But you did ask me to bring some new music because you knew I was a DJ and you thought Lawrence will probably have lots of new music. <laughs> but uh, turns out that most of the stuff I buy is about 25 years old. So well, No, that's actually <laughs> more interesting, I think. To some people, it would be new to them, to some people not. But, you know, um, I always welcome a good tune. Absolutely. And these are they're tried and tested tunes that have been... Um, they were really the original grooves, you know, of the 70s and 80s, and they've just been recycled over and over again. Like, take, for example, a certain Marvin Gaye tune. Aha! <laughs> okay, we shall not mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I think the, in- the interesting thing with playing old music is that um, I feel there's a lot more value in owning uh, old records rather than new ones because uh, the new ones, uh, they're out on digital or MP3. They don't have the same value music's a lot cheaper when it's digital i think mm-hmm. whereas on vinyl it's a lot more it just has a more value you know mm. okay so what have you got for us today what are you gonna you're gonna play some sunday kind of love music for us yeah well we'll start off with uh, like some stuff that's released in the last couple of years seeing as i've got my moment of fame for now i'd like to share with you uh, something by a very um, famous or on the underground scene a very famous producer called todd terhey a um, kind of quirky acoustic rework of a dance track of his own called Eurodance. It's uh, he's Norwegian, so I'm not quite sure of the uh, pronunciation, but pretty good Sunday music, I reckon. Todd Terje, so Todd Terje, a lot of people call him, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's great. 
Right, and this one's called Eurodance. Eurodance. So you asked me to bring some records down, so yeah, I've actually um, copied all these, all the songs I'm going to play today off my own vinyl records. So you might hear like the odd clicks and pops and imperfections that um, give vinyl its magic sound. So listen closely for that. Okay, let's hear it.
jazz sensibilities in this one. It certainly is, yeah. It's a full-on uh, full jazz band, really. All of them are very musical people. Uh, there's loads of great music coming out of Norway, basically. Right, so how would you describe um, Todd Terhey's genre style? Well, is, is it actually it is a funky tune, and it, it's not actually it's a Todd Terge production, but it's actually um, the band uh, New Mojdalen Disco Swingers as the name of the group that mm. made it, and it's a bunch of uh, Norwegian musicians. Uh, I think a lot of the tunes I buy these days are re-edits, and uh, Todd Terhey was really one of the pioneers in the mid-noughties of bringing uh, massive re-edits of disco tunes and reviving the whole disco era. He was really one of, at the forefront of that and that's how he really cut his teeth on the production side of things, like making these edits of things like Chic and um, all sorts of uh, really quite obscure tracks that uh, it's actually quite hard to find what the originals are sometimes because a lot of my edits, I tend to just buy a tune thinking about like what it sounds like rather than like wh who what, who the original was by or anything like that and so I mean for this show I've kind of had to dig about to try and find out what all the originals were and it takes a long time really of digging out of digging um, on websites and sites like Discogs and stuff like that and sometimes they don't even know who the original is by yeah you wonder how these people originally find these tracks in the first place interesting so what have you got next for us next up we've got um, a track by Nick Monaco called Butterfly which is an original 7 inch bought last year but I'm not quite sure when it was released tell us about this track what kind of music does Nick Monaco play well well, this is one of those uh, tunes that I just bought because I like the just like the sound of it really it's quite a heavy deep electronic vibe going on good for a Sunday for sure
Yeah, this could be Sunday afternoon or Saturday morning, 6am, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of dark, but I like it. It's very moody. Definitely going on my playlist for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other tracks that you'd consider compulsory listening when it comes to Nick Monaco? I'm just having a quick look at his SoundCloud now. He's from San Francisco. Been very busy. He's got 13,000 listeners. Yeah, I'll probably pick the tune that I know least about for this one, but... That's really my style, really. It's just pick music on its musical merits rather than its history. Right, so do you remember the first time you heard this track? You know, you mentioned Saturday morning, 6am. That's like kind of intriguing, you know, like makes you want to think about what happened on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess um, I, I bought it. I remember I bought it in Fonica in Soho in London. Uh, this is one of the uh, tunes recently that I bought actually in a record shop. Usually it's mail order. So I remember picking it up and uh, having a look at the cover and thinking, it looks quite cool. It's actually on Soul Clap Records, which um, you may have heard of Soul Clap. They're quite a famous band, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is a, a different label of the same name, which is what kind of prompted me to have a look at it. And uh, I wasn't disappointed when I had a listen at the uh, listening booth. And, uh, and I remember the first house party I played it at, and I often drop it down at bait quite a bit just to warm things up. Okay, we've got to go to the break in just a little bit. Have you got one more song to um, take it to the bridge? Of course I do, Maya. <laughs> uh, this is by a Detroit producer extraordinaire, one of the pioneers of house music, Theo Parrish. The track's called Flowers, which is not his usual um, techno house vibe. It's um, very acoustic, great for a Sunday afternoon. Sunday Kind of Love returns in just a bit on BFM 89.9.
Back on a Sunday kind of love, it's Maya Tan. Now, if you've just tuned in, we've got Lawrence Graham here today, who's a consultant at BFM, but he's also a DJ and he's been spinning for a while now in KL. Now, earlier you played us some electronica, you played us some uh, funk, you played us um, Theo Parrish with flowers. And what what genre would that have been? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't often think of genres actually, but it was a bit of house, a bit of a housey tune. It had a bit of a housey vibe to it, but it was uh, an acoustic uh, track, so um, new jazz, funk, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for this for this next section, let's kind of pump it up a little bit and uh, yep. inject a little bit more energy into things. Great. Uh, You've got a little mix for us in part two, don't you? Uh, part three, uh, we'll, we'll, cut, we'll fade out with a mix. Uh, okay. But for this one, I'm just going to introduce a couple of, because uh, I talked a lot about re-edits. So um, just want to play you a couple of tunes off the same record that I bought a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in demand record by DJ Vaz. Yeah, they, those will be on one of my mixes on Mixcloud that I did for you as a little demo. Yep, so if people were to look up for you on Mixcloud, they'd just have to search for... Lawrence Graham, mm-hmm. a Mixcloud. That's, so, that's, DJ Vaz. So, yeah, so the question here is, what is funk? This is an edit by Trouble Funk from Washington, D.C. in the 70s sometime and released and re-edited just in the last month or so. What's special about this track to you? As a DJ tool, primarily when I buy records, I always think of the dance floor and what it's going to do. And this this will pretty much get asses shaking on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> this, will, this will get people moving for sure. Yeah, I, I usually, I played this at a warm-up, uh, as, a, as a warm-up tune at Pisco last week and yeah, it really gets things going. DJ Vaz, What's Funk? It's a re-edit of a Trouble Funk tune. Again, I spent about half an hour online looking for the original track but couldn't find it anywhere, so credit to DJ Vaz for digging up these gems. Sorry, but you are 
is going outside to get in your car. Turn around, pull your keys out your pocket, turn around, and your car ain't where you left it. tied up <laughs> in the studio what else have you got for us okay next one is also another edit by dj vaz on the same record so i got my money's worth on this one yeah this one's a uh, edit of a cameo track called keep it hot i haven't heard cameo since word up but yeah he was a prolific uh, producer in his day and uh, great guy and yeah he really knew how to make it like a dance floor move yeah so and so do you have any history on how dj bass and cameo came to you know collaborate on this track well i don't think they ever met to make it this is um a re-edit so what they did was he probably found the original master and then cut it up and then rearranged it to pick all the best bits and put them in an order that kind of suits the dance floor a little bit more. Just picked out all the best kind of licks, maybe extended the intro a little bit just to kind of make it more DJ friendly or dance floor friendly. Yeah. Because I like 
it's a Sunday because I can't imagine like having to go back to work after listening to this track you know you just want to keep on dancing right that's what it's meant to do alright and uh, just out of interest you know we were having this conversation on the way to lunch the other day what's the difference between a re-edit and a remix oh well uh, it's quite interesting actually a remix is a lot more complicated it's where you take all the different stems of a track uh, like the drums and the guitar and the keyboard and rhythm stuff like that and separate them all out and then put them back in uh, whichever order you want maybe add in mm. some of your own elements to it as well like your own drum beat or something like that like a drum machine for example and a re-edit is uh, where you basically rearrange uh, an already mixed tune so in the old days it used to be a tape that used to cut up and then loop so it started off by DJs looping the intros of songs to make them more dance floor friendly nowadays it's so easy to do with computer software that that everybody's doing it basically you're not really a DJ unless you've got a couple of edits also called secret weapons so um, what's your secret weapon then well, Have you done a re-edit? Yeah, I've done a couple of re-edits, yeah. Yeah, I yep. suppose I could play one, but... You have to, you have oh, to. No. Well, I've got two edits, actually. I've got one by first choice called uh, Great Expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, or I did a Bruno Mars edit. Basically, a remix of mine of Just The Way You Are. I've called it uh, Bruno Mars When I See Your Bass. I like that. This is... Uh, 
actually a bit of a remix really because I added quite a few sections of my own. It's kind of uh, almost ambient a little bit. Yes, chilled electronica. Mm -hmm. It's about 120 BPM or something like that, so it's dance floor friendly as well. We'll be back with more Lawrence Graham in just a moment on a Sunday kind of love, BFM 
Welcome back. It's a Sunday kind of love. I'm Maya Tan. Now this week, if you've just tuned in, we've got Lawrence Graham with us. He's a consultant at BFM and also a DJ. He's been spending a while now in KL. And he's just played us some interesting tracks of his vinyl collection and also a re-edit of his entitled When I See Your Bass featuring... Bruno Mars. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you've got a bit of a mix for us now in the third part of the show. But before that, you know how we were talking the other day about how you select the vinyls that you buy. And it was really interesting what you said about your philosophy in in selecting them and going by the producers that you trust. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about how I select my music. And um, I think like when you buy vinyl, you have to be a little bit selective. Back in the days, I could go into a record shop and walk out with 10 records every week. And like maybe, uh, yeah, some, some of them would be gems and there'd be a few that like I'd end up like parting with after a few years because kind of like they didn't quite make the cut but you're in a record shop the pressure's on there's quite loud music in the background sometimes you make a few mistakes Mm -hmm. anyway nowadays you've got to be a little bit more selective and I go back to the UK once a year and I try and pick up tracks by my favourite producers really Mm -hmm. Uh, so I've got my list of inspirational producers that I always like look out for like Todd Turge who we heard earlier or Greg Wilson or uh, Rahan or uh, Theo Parrish or anyone from Detroit, Chicago. Detroit, Chicago. Um, is there a particular vibe or sound that comes out of there that's interesting? Well, out of Detroit, they're really famous for their techno, mm-hmm. and Chicago has always been a house city, and there is a bit, of, a little bit of a crossover. Yeah, they've really come back in the last decade or so to start producing more of uh, their classic sound, which has obviously been copied a lot around the world. There's a great pair of producers called the Detroit Swindle from Sweden, I think. Nice, from Sweden, but <laughs> maybe, Detroit. Maybe that's a swindle, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and so you started uh, DJing 15 years ago, but did you dabble uh, into DJing when you were a boy? Yeah, always making mixtapes and stuff like that, like recording tunes off the radio and stuff like that. Um, but not really. My musical history isn't really that glamorous <laughs> I think I just started DJing because because uh, it was seemed like a fun thing to do you know do what your mates do that kind of thing I've always liked music and it's quite easy to it's quite convenient at a party when you just want to just play some music and you don't have to make chit chat with loads of people you don't know <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. But uh, it does require skill. It does require musicality. And so now it's become a passion of yours. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You've got to know your music, that's for sure. Mm. And um, and in the old days, you had to really spend hours and hours learning how to beat match. Now it's a little bit easier. Now you have a sync button. Yes, that makes things a lot easier. Do you think all DJs go through the chops? You know, do they all do things manually before they, they go digital? I think you, they should. Definitely, because you get an understanding of, of what all the other DJs in the past have kind of had to learn. However, a lot of people don't, and I can see why they don't, because the beat matching gets in the way of the whole performance, really, because you could spend a minute with your head down looking at the mixer and the record trying to get it in time when you could actually be putting your hands in the air and waving them around and like getting the crowd going. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a bit of a mix to uh, finish off the show with. Um, what tracks are you going to be playing? What, what have you put together for us? Uh, I'll do I'll do a quick uh, demo mix, uh, 15 minutes or so. I'll try and throw as many tunes as I can into that 15 minutes to give you a, a little idea of the kind of music that I play. Uh, 
And if people wanted to find out more about the tracks, you could put this particular Asani Kind of Love mix on your Mixcloud, right? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put it up on Mixcloud so you can um, download it from there. That's excellent. All right, take it away, Lawrence Graham. This is Maya Tan signing off on Asani Kind of Love. See you next week, BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.